This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. As you probably know, right, Amber Alerts are issued by law enforcement agencies when it's determined that a a child has been abducted or is in imminent danger. Silver alerts are are issued when like uh, an elderly person has gone missing. And have you noticed that, that both of those alerts, amber alerts and silver alerts, they have a way of galvanizing the community because people don't want people to get hurt. They want them, the, the lost to be found. You know, when, when my phone goes off with an amber alert or I, I see one of the screens on the highway uh, alerting me to either an amber alert or a silver alert, my, my heart just drops, right? And, and I pray right away and I, I pray for the safe return of that person. I try to think about what's going on in the hearts and minds of those family members and I just pray to God, right? And, and, and if I'm out driving and I see that alert, I want you to know my eyes, man, I get increased vision like crazy, wider and clear looking for those license plates. Well, today we're beginning a, a new series where we're gonna look at four different parables of Jesus. And through each of these parables, what we're gonna see is that Jesus is calling us, calling us to be on his mission for lost people. And we're calling this series, The One. As we began today then, In this series, what we're going to do is go to Luke chapter 15. And with these first couple of verses, we're just going to set the context, the the scene of what's going on here. And so Luke 15 verses 1 and 2 says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Okay, so just picture your mind what's going on. Jesus is there. He, he's getting ready to talk. And there are two groups of people that are there. On, on one side, there are the tax collectors and sinners. That's one group. The other group is the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Okay, these two groups are like polar opposites. They're, they're rivals, okay? They're, they're like uh, hardcore Republicans and hardcore Democrats. Okay, they're like Packer fans and Bears fans. They really just don't mix, okay? And as Jesus is getting ready to speak, understand that the tax collectors and sinners, they knew that they were messed up. They knew that they had made mistakes, that that they're living a, a, a jacked up life. Okay, they, they know they've blown it. They, and they, they, they know they don't deserve anything good. But they're just hoping. They're just hoping for acceptance, belonging, forgiveness, for the peace of mind that comes from having meaning and purpose in life. And guys, I mean, my, my heart just goes out to them because they're lost. And they know it. And then there's the, the other group. 
the Pharisees and the, and the teachers of the law, they, you know, they know they're not perfect, but they got it going on pretty good, right? They, they know about the rules of the law of God, but they really don't know about the grace and love of God. They, they know about the, the regulations and the stipulations. They've got that information, but they don't have the transformation that they get from the mercy of God. You know what? My heart goes out to them because they're lost and they don't even know it. So with those two groups, get ready to go into the parable. But just a question for you first is, do you know any tax collectors and sinners? Anyone who's, whose life is messed up, it's jacked up. It's, it's not the way they wanted it to be. They, they're, they're disappointed. They, they know that other people are disappointed. Do you, do you know any Pharisees or teachers of the law, people who, who know they're, they're not perfect, but, but they really believe, they really believe that they have earned and deserved God's love. Let's see how much do lost people matter to God. So let's go into the parable. Then Jesus told them this parable, okay, and a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Earthly story, heavenly meaning. It says, suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. So there's, there's sheep in the story, right? Now, the, the sheep aren't the stuffed, fluffy kind of animal thing that, that we maybe have at our homes or that our, that our kids have, okay? They're this really big animal, like 200 pounds or so, and they're smelly, okay? And, and, and I, I don't, you know, I don't know how to say this gently. They're stupid, Okay, they're stupid. They, they will walk right up toward or right toward their predator. They just don't get it. They're, they're walking lamb chops, okay? You know, they continuously get lost, okay? And when they're lost, they don't know that they're lost. They just keep wandering around and they get more and more lost. They don't mean to get lost. They just get lost. That's what sheep do. They get lost. And sheep, unlike our, our, our pet dogs, you know, if, if our dog gets out and, and we lose our dog, we go looking for our dog and, and, and our dog sees us down the block, you know, dog comes running toward us, all out sprint, tail going, you know, it gets to us, jumps, hugs, you know, licks us all over the place. 
great to see us, you know, so happy, relieved. The sheep sees the shepherds like, yeah, okay. You know, turns and walks away. That's why in the story, the shepherd grabs the sheep up and puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Okay. See, in the story, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, they know that Jesus is talking about the tax collectors and sinners. And they know what Jesus is teaching is that we are to be merciful and gracious and that we are to be loving and that we are to bend over backwards for them. And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law don't like that teaching. They don't like the teaching of grace, of undeserved love. They, they think grace is too lenient. If you give people grace, if you give them grace, they'll just keep on. They'll keep on, but they'll get away with murder. They just didn't like these words, this teaching of Jesus at all. What they didn't get, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, what they didn't get is Jesus was sharing these words for them as well. There. The sheep too. See, the, the sheep in the story, it's not just the, the tax collectors and sinners, but also the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, and also you and me. Just as Pastor Ben said, as, as we were opening up our worship, this is what Isaiah 53 says. It says, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. We're like sheep. You know, in the past, when, when I would speak on portions of scripture like this and, and talk about sheep, I always just felt like there was this big disconnect because like, you know, we're from the city and, and you know, what's sheep got to do with and, and things like that. But, but you know what, since this pandemic has started, I've heard more people refer to other people as sheep more than I have in the rest of my life. You know, one side is saying, oh, you guys are a bunch of sheep, you're idiots. And the other side's saying the exact same thing. Sheep, we're, we're sheep. We're all sheep. Jesus wrote, spoke the parable for us. See, remember that whole Jeff Foxworthy skit thing? You know, you might be a redneck if, right? Hey, so check it out. You might be a sheep if, right? Okay. You, you might be a sheep if you've, you've watched a TV show, maybe even a series, a, a movie, or you had a favorite song. And really in that TV show, that movie, that favorite song, what it was really doing, what it was really doing was highlighting sin, you're watching it, you're listening to it. It's really highlighting sin and you called it entertainment. You might just be a sheep. You might be a sheep if you've ever tried to justify the gossip you were sharing. You might be a sheep if you, you think that pornography doesn't mess up your marriage whether you're married yet or not. You might be a sheep. You might be a sheep if you didn't start your day with prayer. You might be a sheep if you, if you think your, your prayers don't matter. 
You might be a sheep if you think that you have all the answers for the pandemic. If people would just listen to you, everything would be good all across the globe. You might be a sheep if you've done the same sinful thing over and over again. You might be a sheep if you've ever been so bold that you gave advice to God. See, Scripture tells us that because of our sin, we're separated from God, that we're actually lost and condemned. See, just as sheep get lost because they're sheep, and that's what sheep do, we sin because that's what sinners do. We're lost in sin. But all is not lost because of what we learn in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And it says, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That was Jesus' primary mission to come and seek and save the lost, okay? And as we think about it, what we can do is what we can learn a number of things from that one, right? Since Jesus came, this was an all-out search. He came for you and for all people. And he's calling you to join the search. See, Jesus came for lost people. And just think about it, as we go through, you know, account after account in Scripture, we can see how true that is. Because since Jesus came for the foul-mouthed, abrasive, know-it-all Peter, since Jesus came for the blasphemous, persecuting, murder-committing Paul, since Jesus came for the conniving, scheming, cheat, thief, tax collector, Matthew, since Jesus came for James and John who struggled mightily with anger management issues, since Jesus came for the woman who was caught in adultery, since Jesus came to heal, since Jesus came for people who were too afraid to talk to him, to look at him in his eyes, since Jesus came to feed the thousands, since Jesus came for the little children, since Jesus came for the aged Simeon, since Jesus came to forgive even those who were physically crucifying him at that very moment. I want you to consider the evidence since Jesus came for them, he has also come for you and me. It doesn't make sense. It's not rational to the human mind that, that someone would come for those who continually mess up, but this is the heart of God. Because you see, lost people matter to God. In the parable, the story, when the shepherd gets to the sheep, he picks it up and carries it safely home. 
Okay. Now again, keep in mind, this isn't the stuffed animal thing that you have in your home. This isn't the, the animal that you foolishly played for at the fair and won, and now you got to carry it around for the next three hours. This is like a 200-pound animal that the shepherd has to carry all the way back to the flock. It took a lot of commitment, and it took a lot of strength. And I want you to know that's absolutely nothing compared to what Jesus has done for you and me. See, Jesus just didn't walk over some hills. He left heaven to come to earth. He left his position of glory and honor and became a homeless servant. And while he was homeless and while he was being a, a servant, he reached out and grabbed up all, all of your sins, all of them, all of mine, all of the sins of all of the people of all time, even the sins that we really don't want him to grab up, he grabs up all of the sins of the whole world of all time and carries them. And it's the weight of those sins that crushed his life out of him on the cross. See, the, the cross of Jesus shows us how much lost people matter to God. The cross of Jesus shows how much you matter to God. The cross of Jesus illustrates how, how great the love of God is, how that he won't stop at anything, even if it costs him his life. It shows us the, the, how far he'll stretch out in his love because lost people matter to God. Jesus took a divine chance on the cross to show God's love to people who knew they needed it and to people who didn't think they needed it because every single person matters to God. And in the story, you remember when the shepherd got to the sheep, he picked up the sheep, carried it home joyfully. He, did, he didn't get to the sheep and go, you stupid sheep, you are always getting lost. What are you doing? He didn't go up to the sheep, grab it by the ear and twist it. Didn't pull its wool, try to trip it. He picked it up, lifted it on his shoulders, went home rejoicing, gets home, calls his friends up. Come on over, my lost sheep. I found it. We've got a party. And so as Jesus finds you and me, he doesn't knock us down. He doesn't go, you did that again. He doesn't do, he lifts us up. He is rejoicing that he has us. 
And for you and me who believe that Jesus is our Savior, I want you to know there was that day, that time, that moment, that second when we came to faith and the decibels of heaven went up in the rejoicing because that which was lost was found. And for those who are, who are worshiping in person or online who, who do not yet believe that, that Jesus is your Savior, I just want you to know, heaven's on the edge of their seats. The people praying, heaven's praying, anticipating that day where you'll come to faith and heaven's roar will increase even more. See, Jesus tells us in, in John chapter 10 that, that he has other sheep, that there, there are other people who need to be found because there are people who are, who are lost still today. So what's a, what's a lost person look like today? Okay. You know, they, they don't wear a sign walking around, I'm lost. <laughs> right? The lost people, they, they look like you and me. They just haven't figured out, right, that there's more to life than the physical and material things. Uh, lost people look like they're, they're tired. They're tired of the experience of life because they've been chasing after one thing and, a, and another thing, trying to find meaning and purpose in this thing and that thing and everything, but Jesus. And so they're lost. And even though the amber alerts and silver alerts are not ringing our phone, buzzing our phone, even though there, there aren't things over the highway. There are a whole lot of lost people. And lost people matter to God. God's heart races for every single lost person. And I pray that your heart and my heart also races for every lost person. Imagine if it's your kid. See, Christianity is the greatest search and rescue mission ever in the history of the world because lost people matter to God. In fact, that's why victory exists. That is the primary reason of this entire congregation, of this entire ministry is to be outward facing, outward focused because lost people matter to God. We're here to go so that God's kingdom by the work of the Holy Spirit might grow. Right, this, these last few months of the pandemic, it's kind of topsy-turvy, twisting around. And, and you know, I've just been praying, how, how do we reach out at, at this time with the gospel? You can ask the staff, I'm driving them nuts, you know. <laughs> well, probably for a lot of reasons too. But anyway, you know, just got to do it. And just praying and praying. And, and last week, I had an acquaintance call me. I've talked to him a few times, but I've never talked with him on the phone. Calls me up and says, hey, I want you to come over to my home and I want you to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with me and my family. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't get any better than this. Only God, right? Can't wait. I want you to know the church's mission is your mission too, right? Jesus 
is calling you to be a part of this relentless pursuit of lost people within your sphere. See, God has placed you in your neighborhood. God has given you the the job he's given you. God has given you the school that you go to. God has given you the the passion for the hobbies and the activities that you like. God has given you your, your social platform for more, for more than just a house to live in, and that's good, for for more than just making money, for more than just getting an education and learning things, for more than just having fun. He's got you there to seek out the lost because lost people matter to God. He has you there for the one who's your one. You've got a big sphere of influence. Spread your net wide. But then be ready to talk to the one. Pray for the lost. Pray for your one. You know, as I, I, I mentioned, you know, that the season of time is just so different and and, and how do we share the gospel this time? Do you, do you understand that, that maybe, just maybe, this is actually the best possible time? The greatest time, the easiest time in the history of the world to invite someone into relationship with God, to invite them to worship God. See, I'll be honest, I I don't get it. I don't understand it. But there are people who would be actually afraid to walk in our doors. They don't know what it's like. And and when they would come in, would they like it? And if they didn't like it, you know, they're going to have to sit here through the whole thing. But now... We can invite people to worship in person or online. And 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 if they don't like it online, they can just go back to Facebook, right? They they don't have to feel awkward or anything. No one's going to know. Might just be the best possible time. And I, I I think we've made it easy for you. Okay, If if you go to votl.life, uh, on one of the cards there, it, it's entitled, Invite Someone. Inviting someone to church. Okay? And, and if you go there, we've got it all kind of laid out there. Who do you know? Who's in your sphere of influence that needs to know about Jesus? We encourage you to pray for them. We give you a, an opportunity. You can just take a picture of that little thing that just went by on the screen and send it to someone by message, you know, uh, on your phone or by email. We've got words there. If you want to just copy off the words and put them in your own text, your own email. And and if you think that inviting someone to to church is just too big a leap, I just kind of cost you about that, but maybe it is too big a leap. But we have other resources right there on that page to invite people in to relationship with God, to invite your one.
Because you see, you can make a difference. You want to talk about making a difference in someone's life that's going to last for an eternity? You want to be, you want to talk about being a part of a cause that goes beyond you and beyond your earthly lifetime? You can make a difference in lost people's lives. Lost people matter to God and God is calling you to join him on his mission to seek and save the lost. Hey, you guys in? Hmm? I am. Let's pray, right? Lord God, Savior of the world, who's come to seek and save the lost, give me, give each one of us, give victory, the loving spirit for the one. Because lost people so dearly matter to you, O oh God. Pray this in the name of Jesus, who is the Savior of the world. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.